Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Fourth in- Inches Show with Jana and the Sherpa. I'm Jana, and unfortunately, not joined again this week by the Sherpa, my normal co-host. He, much like Jay Ajay, is taking taking a second bye week this week th- or this season, I should say. Uh, but he will be back with us next week. Um, this week. Per the Sherpa's request, we are coming to you live from Josh Gordon's pregame party. I know there is at least one very excited Josh Gordon fan out in the world, my friend Jay, who has been waiting with bated breath for this moment. Josh Gordon is reinstated. He's on the field. He's in the facility. He's practicing. He's making his debut this week. (laughs) So we'll see how that goes. We'll talk about that and so much more uh, throughout the next hour. We'll be here with you for the full hour, as we are every week. So if you have anything that you'd like to add to the show, questions, roster questions, just want to say hey to us, whatever works for you, we are all over social media. So you can always have your voice heard. You can find us at FantasyFootballSherpa.com. There's links to everything there as well. We're on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, on Twitter at the number 4 THN Inches Show. That's the number 4 THN Inches Show. And we're also at JKIM16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. I'll let you figure out who's who on the Twitter handles. (laughs) But as always, we have an action-packed show for you tonight. Lots to go through. Finally, we are almost through the bye weeks. Only four teams on a bye this week. We'll take you through all of the games. We're going to give you score predictions. Sherpa sent in all of his predictions and rankings. I can tell you right away, we're going to disagree on a few things. (laughs) But we'll get there. So we'll we'll take you through game by game. We're going to look position by position, who to start, who to sit, uh, take you through injuries, anything that's going to impact your lineup, as well as give you waiver wire picks. We're going to give you score predictions, daily fantasy picks, all kinds of good stuff. And even if Sherpa's not here, we are still going to find a way to disagree on things. Don't you worry. So I'm armed with his his predictions, with his rankings, as well as my own. So we're going to jump right into it. As I mentioned, uh, we've got a little bit lighter of a bye week this week. Thank you for that. Uh, We just have four teams on a bye. We've got the Ravens, Chiefs, Raiders, and Eagles. So there are certainly going to be some people that we need to fill spots for on your roster this week. But don't worry. We got you covered. Plenty of waiver wire uh, suggestions coming down the way here. Um, Let's just start with everyone's favorite. We're going to take a look at the running backs. (laughs) Uh, not too, too many injuries this week across the board. Really the biggest issue that people had last week wasn't so much guys getting hurt, uh, with the exception of someone like Jameis Winston, but it was that there was a collective fight club broke out across the league on Military Appreciation Week, which really not the time for this, but um, certainly had guys getting ejected, guys getting you know, put in triangle chokeholds at midfield. It, things got... He's got wild. (laughs) uh, The only person who is going to miss time this week as a result of the Collective Fight Club is Mike Evans, who is serving a one-game suspension this week. He lost his appeal earlier today, um, but we'll we'll talk about who you can replace him with when we get to our wide receiver segment in just a few minutes here. We are still playing everybody's favorite game, America's favorite game. Will he or won't he be suspended with Ezekiel Elliott? He is going to... I guess spend the day in court tomorrow instead of at practice, see what the three judges who are going to hear his case have to say. 
looks like the way the timing works for this is he's probably going to be eligible eligible to play Sunday either way, just because they may not come down with a ruling by then. Um, but we're certainly going to just play this day by day, which is what we've been doing for the last year and a half. But for the time being, we're going to assume that Ezekiel Elliott is playing until we hear otherwise. And, of course, we will keep you updated on that as we hear in the meantime, DeMarco Murray still dealing with that nagging knee injury. Eddie Lacy uh, injured his groin last week. Jeremy Hill has an ankle injury. Terrence West still dealing with that calf injury. And C.J. Procise with his ankle, obviously still not a factor here. And then on a bye, as I mentioned before, J.H.I. taking a second bye week of the season. LeGarrette <laughs> Blunt, Corey Clement, who probably wasn't on a lot of rosters before last week, Probably still shouldn't be, but we'll get there. Kareem Hunt, Marshawn Lynch, Jalen Richard, DeAndre Washington, Alex Collins, and Buck Allen all on buys this week. So you've got some interesting options as far as the waiver wire goes. Since it looks like Eddie Lacy may not play this week with that groin injury, Thomas Rawls appears to be back to the de facto number one in Seattle. Um, Also, I mean, you still have J.D. McKissick is going to be a factor in some way shape or form in that backfield we just don't really know to what extent yet but Thomas Rawls is the guy that coming into this season Seattle wanted to be the guy it just didn't work out that way thanks to injuries so he's finally going to get his chance to take over that backfield if he's available and he is in about 60 percent of leagues go pick him up he's going to have some points uh, I think it's a matchup where there are certainly going to be points to be scored but like I said we'll get to predictions in a little while Last week, one of the big topics was, what's the Miami backfield going to look like? Who's going to emerge there? Kenyon Drake and Damian Williams were splitting touches. Uh, From there, it seems like Kenyon Drake is more the number one option in Miami. Damian Williams is a close second. Um, I think that Damian Williams, if he's available, go pick him up. Still out there in about half the leagues. But realistically, if either one's out there, I happen to like Damian Williams a little bit better. Go pick him up. That that's an offense that is going to have to run the ball. Uh, Jay Cutler, obviously not the most formidable under center, so they're going to have to keep defenses honest somehow. Even going against Carolina, still probably worth an add. Maybe not the matchup you want to play him in, but I think Carolina's defense will give up some points. Uh, Theo Riddick. <laughs> uh, it started last week. Amir Abdullah was the guy. He looked good in that game early on Monday night, and then two costly fumbles, one one got away from him, one he kept, uh, is looking like he has fallen out of favor there in Detroit. So Theo Riddick is going to be the guy this week. If nothing else, pick him up just for this week, going against Cleveland. Uh, he's good in a PPR league as well. So he's going to run the ball. He's going to catch the ball. Go at him. <laughs> Rex Burkhead as well, a good pick. Um with New England, it's just it's a messy backfield. You never really know who's going to be the guy. He's good in a PPR league primarily. That's where I would add him, but he's going to have value either way. Devontae Booker in Denver. Um, again, that's still a, a running back by committee situation. He's behind guys that are injury prone, worth having him around. And then guys like Chris Ivory. Um, obviously, he's not going to have the production he had last week with Leonard Fournette getting benched. Leonard Fournette's going to be back this week. Um, but Chris Ivory's not a bad handcuff to have, uh, especially with Fournette still dealing with that nagging ankle injury that hasn't seemed to go away just yet. And uh, Rod Smith, Alfred Morris, Darren McFadden, 
you know, whoever's available of that Dallas backfield on your waiver wire, probably worth stashing them. Hard to say how this thing's going to go with Ezekiel Elliott. So let's take a look at the rankings. Um, as far as running backs go, Sherpa and I don't differ. Well, that's a, eh, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> we we have a very similar top ten, very different order. So Sherpa has Leonard Fournette ranked number one, Jordan Howard two, followed by Ezekiel Elliott, LaShawn McCoy, Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, Adrian Peterson, Lamar Miller, Jarek McKinnon, and DeMarco Murray rounding out his top ten. Alvin Kamara, Devontae Freeman, Derek Henry, Mark Ingram, and Christian McCaffrey running out that top 15. Um, so, I, like I said, I have a similar group of names, different order. Uh, I will say, Adrian Peterson, thank you for coming through for me last week. LaShawn McCoy absolutely did not perform the way I thought. Um, this week, you know, I, I think Sherp and I see him a little bit differently, but that's okay. Um so I have – no, actually, we have them about the same. But I have Le'Veon Bell ranked as my number one running back this week, followed by Ezekiel Elliott, Todd Gurley. McCoy comes in at number four for me, and I have Leonard Fournette all the way down at five. Um, for me, that's more a proxy of how I think the games will end up going score-wise. Uh, Mark Ingram, Melvin Gordon, Alvin Kamara, Carlos Hyde, and Jordan Howard round out my top ten, followed by Devontae Freeman, Christian McCaffrey, Lamar Miller, DeMarco Murray, and Jarek McKinnon. So – Pretty much the same names, different order we've got them going in. And then, guys, I'd love to stay away from this week. I'll start with my list. Um, We definitely have some differences here. I have Amir Abdullah at the top of my list, as we talked about before. Those fumbles really, really put him in the doghouse. Uh, Followed by Joe Mixon, Doug Martin, Aaron Jones, Rob Kelly, Jonathan Stewart, and Mike Gillisley. For me, just not enough value there. Um, Joe Mixon, I like more for a daily fantasy pick, not so much for my, my year, my season long league. Um, and just Doug Martin hasn't been able to get it going. It's just kind of a tough go right now, especially with that offense being without James Winston and Mike Evans this week, it's going to look vastly different. So for me, it's not worth it there on Sherpa's avoid list. He's got Melvin Gordon right at the top. So obviously that's one we disagree on. I have him number seven as my overall start rankings. Um, So interesting to see how that plays out. He agrees on Aaron Jones. He also has Chris Thompson in Washington, Joe Mixon, Kenyon Drake, Damian Williams, Doug Martin, Duke Johnson, Isaiah Crowell, and Amir Adula on his list. So, again, we've got some overlap, maybe not as much as as, uh, weeks past, but that's okay. Makes for a healthy debate there. (laughs) Let's keep rolling. We'll take a look at wide receivers next. Uh, This one... As we mentioned, uh, Mike Evans suspended for this week. He did lose his uh, his uh, appeal earlier today. So, sorry, Mike. Turn out the lights. Party's over for you. We'll see you next week. And so, other injuries. Chris Hogan's still not going to play this week with that shoulder injury. Julio Jones is dealing with a leg injury. He should be fine. Des Bryant has sprained his ankle last week. Jeremy Macklin's got a bad shoulder. Tyler Lockett as well dealing with a shoulder injury. Zay Jones has a knee injury, Terrence Williams dealing with a knee injury, and Kenny Golladay still dealing with that hamstring injury. And then for the buys this week, this is where you get hit kind of hard. Tyreek Hill, Alshon Jeffrey, Nelson Aguilar, Amari Cooper, Michael Crabtree, Jeremy Macklin, Mike Wallace. Uh, so we've, we've certainly got some bigger names <laughs> to fill here. Uh, it's a, a little more to overcome on 
the the buys this week. As far as waiver wire pickups, <clears throat> excuse me, Corey Davis, if he's still available, he's he's owned in a lot of leagues at this point now. But um, we have told you in weeks past, stash him, stash him. This is a good week to put him in your lineup. If he's still out there, go ahead and grab him. Marquise Lee in Jacksonville, yes, um, he's not getting in the end zone just as much as we'd like to see. Uh, it took him till I think, last week to finally get in the end zone. The matchup isn't the best this week, but he's still a decent start or even a flex option if need be. Robert Woods, I can't tell you enough how much I love this pickup for this week. Absolutely pick him up, start him. <laughs> he beat up the Giants last week. Take heart, it's not just the Giants. Um, he's he's had at least four catches in the last five games this year. He's the problem is you know that the Rams are more so looking to be like I guess more like the Saints. They're trying to get everybody involved, which is great. You know you've got Sammy Watkins, you've got Cooper Cup. It's, there's a lot of names out there, uh, and then you know they're putting points up. <laughs> I mean, last week, obviously going against the Giants, you're not going to see that kind of output every week. But I think the matchup that Los Angeles has this week um, against Jacksonville, even with a tougher defense, I think he's still got some fantasy value for you there. Marquise Goodwin in San Francisco. Um, we've talked about him before. Basically, he's the number one wide receiver out there. Now, uh, Carlos Hyde gets really all of the looks, both pass and run, but Behind him, Marquise Goodwin is the guy. Um, again, a lower-end wide receiver or a flex option. Uh, also not a bad daily fantasy pick. Josh Gordon. <laughs> He's coming back, guys. This is his first week back. Um, owned in like 40% of leagues at this point, which to me, a little shocking. But it's nice. T- pick him up. Speculative pick. Uh, quite frankly, it's not like any of the Browns wide receivers have really – or the quarterbacks, for that instance, have really made a stand and really kind of carved out that number one wide receiver role for their own. It looks like Corey Coleman is probably coming back week 12, so you're a couple of weeks away on him. Uh, Another guy may be worth stashing. The best thing about the Browns wide receivers is they're going to have to throw. The bad thing is you just don't know who's going to be throwing to them or how accurate it's going to be. They're going to be behind, so they're going to have to throw the ball. And we know when Josh Gordon is is healthy and he is on, he can do some really good things. Uh, Think kind of Tyreek Hill-esque. So we're stashing, taking a flyer on it. Uh, If you have the roster space or you're feeling a little wild, go for it. (laughs) I mean, there are worse things you could do for sure. Um, Curtis Samuel in Carolina. Again, now that they don't have Kelvin Benjamin, Devin Funches is obviously number one there, but someone has to pick up kind of the scraps. They've got to be the guy who's keeping the rest of the defense honest. Uh, We didn't see a lot out of him yet. He was on the field a lot. He was on the field for 75% of the snaps, which is a promising sign. And meet against Atlanta, it's not the best matchup in the world. So I think his, his value is going to continue to grow as the season goes on. Um, and Carolina, again, they're kind of fighting fighting for respect there. <laughs> it's just it's tough. So another good option. And then Adam Humphreys, which I actually – another guy, much like Robert Wood, I'm very, very high on this week. Adam Humphreys in Tampa Bay. You might not be familiar with him. Mike Evans obviously not going to play this week. So Humphreys is going to see an increased target this week. It's going to be he and Deshaun Jackson pretty much are going to be the guys. 
Um, Chris Goodwin also, or I'm sorry, Godwin also an option there. I've liked what I see more out of Humphrey so far this season. And if you listen to the show at all, you know I'm a big proponent of backup quarterbacks coming in and you see those three and four wide receivers getting elevated because that's the guy he's throwing to every day at practice. That's the guy he's getting extra reps with. He's not playing with a first-team offense. You know, more often than not, he's he's running the, you know, the twos and the scout teams and this and that, however you want to call it. So it's that number three, that number four wide receiver, the tight ends, guys like that that are going to end up being a crutch because they're more familiar. So I think Adam Humphreys could be poised to have a really big game this week. Um, since we've got Ryan Fitzpatrick under center, Mike Evans isn't playing, it could be a perfect storm. So I think it's worth taking a flyer. I love him as a daily fantasy option, but we'll talk about that later. So let's take a look at the rankings. Um, again, just from a quick look at Sherpas versus mine, a lot of similar names on it. Different rank, though. <laughs> let's take a look at Sherpas got Doug Baldwin ranked number one overall, followed by Antonio Brown. Julio Jones, Brandon Cooks, and Michael Thomas rounding out your top five. Golden Tate, Larry Fitzgerald, A.J. Green, Juju Smith-Schuster. Say that five times fast. And Paul Richardson round out your top ten. Marvin Jones, Adam Thielen, Robert Woods, Keenan Allen, and Stefan Diggs uh, following closely behind. So, again, with my list, you're going to see a lot of the same names. We've got a little bit uh, of a different look. There are a couple we definitely disagree on. Um, but I've got Antonio Brown, number one, Julio Jones, two, A.J. Green. And uh, so, again, <laughs> right off the bat, DeAndre Hopkins. Not not hanging around on Sherpa's list. I'm sure we will have a lot to talk about last next week uh, come that pick. So I think he's still worthwhile even without, uh, as we'll talk about in a minute, Deshaun Watson and that knee injury. But we'll get there. <laughs> Unfortunately, that happened the day after our show aired last week, about 12 hours later, I think. But anyway, I digress. Um, so rounding out my top five, I've got Michael Thomas as well at five. Des Bryant at six. Doug Baldwin, I have all the way down at seven. Brandon Cooks, Demarius Thomas, and Golden Tate rounding out my top five. Adam Thielen just outside that top five. Stefan Diggs, Marvin Jones, Jarvis Landry, and Larry Fitzgerald are my top 15. So like I said, we've got a couple <laughs> just a couple that I'm pretty sure are going to end up on, on Sherpa's don't start list. Um, but as far as mine go, I'm feeling pretty good about them. <laughs> and number one on the top of Sherpa's avoid list this week is DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, so we definitely see that one differently. I think he'll be okay. Only one way to find out for sure. I'm more worried about Will Fuller's value, and we'll, I'll talk about that in just a moment. The rest of Sherpa's avoid list, he's got T.Y. Hilton, Des Bryant, Kelvin Benjamin, Jarvis Landry, Rashad Matthews, Marquise Lee, Tyrell Williams, Corey Davis, and Devontae Parker. I actually think Rashad Matthews is a, a decent start in Tennessee this week. Um, obviously, I liked DeAndre Hopkins and Des Bryant a lot more than Sherpa does. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, I, I can agree with. I don't have him on my avoid list, but he was pretty close on mine. I mean, I just... I'd love to see uh, a way that the Colts can stay relevant, and they're going to have to be throwing the ball, but that's a tough matchup for T.Y. Hilton this week. So my avoid list, I've got Kelvin Benjamin at the top of it. He's going to be making his debut for the Bills this week. We thought he might last week, but they ended up holding off on him. 
I don't think it's the world's best matchup for him. <laughs> um, I'm not entirely sure that this is the week you want to start him. I know I have him on two of my teams, and he is staying firmly on the bench. There's just way too many better matchups this week, and I'd, I'd rather take a chance on someone else. Uh, but the rest of the wide receivers I'm avoiding this week, Jordy Nelson also on my list. Uh, tough to say, but that offense, that Packer offense we saw on Monday night, just a, a totally different animal without Aaron Rodgers. We knew it would be different, but it's real different. Keenan Allen, Will Fuller, who I love Will Fuller's touchdown machine, but without Deshaun Watson, I just don't know what it's going to look like. I would love to be wrong about this one, but I'm not going to take a chance on it this week. There's just not enough fantasy value to kind of make it worth the risk. Terrell Pryor, also on my list, as well as Devontae Adams and Eric Decker. Like I said, I like Rashard Matthews this week. If you're taking a Tennessee wide receiver, I think he's probably the one to go with. Um, but certainly when we get to scores here, we'll let you know there's there's some pretty uh, pretty good fantasy value to be had out there. Unfortunately, just not necessarily Tennessee wide receivers. <laughs> uh, tight ends. Big week for tight ends last week. Unfortunately, a couple of big names did not play. Zach Ertz ended up being... Uh, a late scratch on Sunday morning with that hamstring injury. They thought most of the week he was going to be able to go, and it just just wasn't going to work. It was kind of rainy. It didn't feel great. So uh, as you saw, they ended up being okay. Trey Burton and Brent Selleck picked up the slack there. He's on a bye this week, so I would fully suspect that come next week when the Eagles are back back on the field that he should be good to go. I wouldn't worry about that one. Jordan Reed's still dealing with the hamstring injury. That one concerns me a little bit more. Ryan Griffin's still in the concussion protocol. Delaney Walker's got that nagging ankle injury. He should be fine. George Kittle with his ankle injury, it looks like not going to be a go. And still, the Bills are without Charles Clay with that knee injury. You still have Nick O'Leary starting there at tight end. And then on a bye this week, as I mentioned, Zach Ertz is gone, as well as Jared Cook, Ben Watson, and Travis Kelsey. And so as far as your waiver wires go, um, there's an outside chance Charles Clay plays this week. It doesn't seem like he's going to, but if you're interested in stashing him, it looks like if it's not this week, it's next week. Uh, Quite frankly, when he was healthy, or at least healthy enough to get on the field, he gets a ton of looks, a ton of targets. He's out there for the majority of your offensive plays. it's For me, he's an absolute start every week as long as he's healthy enough to be on the field. So coming back, um, I think he's worth stashing, especially with some of these tight end injuries. And C.J. Fedorowicz is going to be back this week. He's been out, it looks like this week. Again, that's going to go down to game time. He's been out since week one with a really, really bad concussion. Um, as we mentioned before, Griffin's banged up, um, might not play this week, so Kind of opens the door for Vidorowicz. And if both of them can't play, Steven Anderson is going to be the guy to go. Uh, we saw Tom Savage really look to him a lot uh, in that Week 9 game. I mean, he got six targets, which isn't bad, but it looks like Fedorowicz could be back this week. So a lot of people dropped him. Now's the time to go scoop him up. If there's any quarterback that's going to need his tight end to lean on, it's Tom Savage. We saw that last week. That will continue. And in Houston, they're still trying to figure out what's happening at that quarterback position. So if there's one constant, it will be the tight end. (laughs) Ed Dixon, uh, still a good add. Um, If you need to, this week Miami is a real good matchup. Um, They've allowed a tight end to score 
in four of the past five games, I think, or either either get in the end zone or gain more than 100 receiving yards, which not good for Miami, great for your fantasy team. Um, so Dixon's a good streaming option. And then piggybacking right off that, if you're looking for somebody to stash Greg Olson two weeks away from coming back, now's the time to start thinking about stashing him. I mean, that, especially with Kelvin Benjamin out of that lineup, he could be a huge difference maker once he comes back. So if he's still out there and he is in about half the leagues, go pick him up. I mean, there's got to be someone on your roster that you can do without for two weeks. Well, really not even two weeks, this week and next week, because um, you've probably already got got guys penciled in here. So let's take a look at who we want to start this week, who we want to sit as far as tight ends go. I know I'm doing this a little bit out of order this week, but you know what? Sherpa's on a bye. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> for me, the top of my must-start list, obviously, um, Rob Gronkowski, it's it's kind of a no-brainer. I think he's going to be at the top of everybody's list. Uh, I have Evan Ingram, number two, Jimmy Graham, three. Uh, Jimmy Graham kind of really could be one, two, or three on your list any week. But for me, I think Evan Ingram's got a little more value this week. Delaney Walker, uh, Cameron Breit running out my top five, Jack Doyle, Vernon Davis, Kyle Rudolph, Jason Winton, and Hunter Henry, followed closely by Tyler Croft, Ed Dixon, like I said, He's out there on the waiver wire. Go pick him up. He's a top 12 fantasy tight end this week. Austin Severian Jenkins, Austin Hooper, and Kobe Fleener. Uh, Sherpa's got similar mix of names, a little different order. Um, Rob Gronkowski at the top of his list, Jimmy Graham, Vernon Davis, Kyle Rudolph, Cameron Brait. Round out the top five. Austin Hooper, he's got way higher than I do. <laughs> Evan Ingram a little further down on his list. Hunter Henry, Tyler Croft, and Austin Safarian Jenkins round out the top 10. Uh, Kobe Fleener, O.J. Howard, A.J. Derby, Ed Dixon, and Jesse James round out his top 15. Also worth noting, I forgot to mention this before, Martellus Bennett just a few hours ago uh, was cut by the uh, the Green Bay Packers. So they, they haven't given us an official reason yet, but he is no longer the Packers' tight end. So as if that offense needed any more things to worry about. There you go. <laughs> uh, tight ends to avoid this week. Obviously, Martellus Bennett should be on that list for you. Do not start him. He is not playing this week. Uh, I have Julius Thomas as well, David and Joku, Mercedes Lewis, Nico Leary, Jermaine Gresham. Uh, Sherpa's got Jordan Reed. I agree with you there. Uh, just, just tough with a hamstring injury. That's tough. Uh, Jack Doyle, so he and I maybe don't agree on, on that one so much. That's okay. He's got Delaney Walker. Again, can't say enough good things about Delaney Walker. Jason Witten, Nick O'Leary, George Kittle, Deion Sims, and Mercedes Lewis. So a couple of differences there. For whatever reason, I'm a, I'm a tight end apologist anyway, so so that's not, not too shocking that we have some differences. Um, but let's circle back, and we will go to quarterbacks since I got a little tight end happy here. And uh, so quarterbacks, obviously the um, the biggest news that came out of this week as far as injuries was Jameis Winston with that shoulder injury. He left at halftime. Well, he didn't return after the half. Uh, he was on the field and, and instigating some issues, but he didn't actually throw any passes. And they, the Buccaneers are saying they're going to shut him down for a couple of weeks. So, Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be the guy, at least for the next few weeks. Uh, also, Andrew Luck is officially shut down for the year. 
He is not going to be playing as well as Sam Bradford was officially put on IR this afternoon. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater was activated off IR for the Vikings, so we kind of get that quarterback swing there. Um, So interesting to see. They seem to think Teddy Bridgewater is kind of coming along, and, and we may see some of him under center this week. So keep that in your back pocket there. And we've got Carson Wentz, Alex Smith, Derek Carr, and Joe Flacco on a bye. So definitely we're going to have some quarterback spots to fill here. Josh McCown off the waiver wire, still available in a lot of leagues. I love the matchup this week, <laughs> going against Tampa Bay. He uh, He's really, even against tougher matchups the last few weeks, he's really put together some nice games, at least as far as fantasy is concerned. Um, He's put up at least 17 fantasy points in the last five games in a row, including three games with at least 22 points. Uh, I would absolutely expect that to continue. Buccaneers defense just makes it rain points to fantasy quarterbacks. So, I mean, I think as far as matchups go, you can't really beat that. Eli Manning, uh, well, this is, sorry, Sherpa, that you're not here. I'm going to actually recommend you could pick him up. Um, The Giants are not good. Um, there is talk, uh, you know, in the media and how much of that is really true or not is that at some point Eli Manning may be, may be benched this season, not by performance, but just so they can take a look at their backups, the Geno Smiths and Davis Webbs of the world to see what they have and what they don't have. It's not going to happen this week just because this is a quote unquote winnable game against San Francisco. Um, I mean... When we get to Sherpa, my picks, we'll see how winnable it actually is. But the 49ers are giving up a lot of fantasy points to quarterbacks. If you're in a two-quarterback league or you can start a quarterback as a flex player, offensive position, whatever you want to call it, I think you can probably do it. He gets the Chiefs next week, so I I don't love that matchup quite as much. Um, But if you need a streaming option, you just have somebody on a bye, there, there are worse options for sure. Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think... You know, not a bad pickup. I think you can play him for a couple of weeks here. He is worth starting again. More two quarterback league start, but you know, he's he's not a, a an avoid for me this week. I think he's got some value. It'd be better if Mike Evans was playing this week. I'll certainly say that. Um but Mike Evans will be back next week and likely so will Ryan Fitzpatrick. So it and of course you have the revenge factor in this game going uh against your former team in the Jets, which kind of always always makes you play at a different level. We'd like to see how old Socrates does there. Case Keenum looks like he's still, still going to be the starter for at least this week. Teddy Bridgewater's probably, as we talked about, going to be the backup for now. He had a pretty decent game. He's coming off a bye week. Um, you know, the matchup against the Redskins isn't ideal. That Redskins defense does give up fantasy points. Um you know, it's it's an interesting option. I think that's going to be a higher scoring game. So, you know, for what that's worth. And then, of course, you've got Jay Cutler, who probably had his best game of the season last week against Oakland. Um, he's got multiple tu- multiple touchdowns. Whew, couldn't say that. Multiple touchdowns in three games in a row now. This is not the best matchup in the world going against that Carolina defense, but I think Miami could shock you a little bit. Obviously, their run game is more of a question mark. They have to pass more, and their wide receivers are getting healthier. 
Jay Cutler has a little confidence under him. I don't know if that's going to be a good or a bad thing, make him kind of break out that gunslinger mentality and start throwing to the opposing team. Hard to say. But if you're in a bind, you know, go ahead and get him. I'd rather have Jay Cutler on my roster <laughs> right now than maybe a couple other guys. Um, and then if you're looking for somebody to stash, maybe Paxton Lynch. I think in a deeper league or if you've got roster spots to play with because someone's on IR or, you know, you just have such a great team, you don't need to worry too much about your bench. And if that's the case, more power to you. Um, worth a speculative pick. I think that obviously Trevor Simeon has not worked out. Brock Osweiler looked real terrible last week. <laughs> I think that's probably the nicest way you could put it. Um I think it's very possible that Paxton Lynch may see some time this week. If not, I would suspect probably next week he ends up the starter. This is more so dependent on his shoulder and the health of his shoulder than anything else. I mean, it's not that they're hoping that Brock Osweiler is magically going to get it um, because it's it's pretty clear he's not. Um, if Paxton Lynch does play, I think that ups the value of guys like Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. We've seen him have pretty good chemistry with them previously. So, you know, for what it's worth, I think he's probably a decent stash option. And if you have to, if you have to drop someone to make these moves, I mean, Jameis Winston is the most likely candidate. We just don't know how long he's going to be shut down, especially with the Buccaneers not really winning games right now, which is a little bit of a problem. Um, so there's a little less incentive to bring him back, but, you know, we'll we'll figure it out as we go. That's the beauty of this. As, so let's take a look at quarterbacks to start this week. Russell Wilson at the top of Sherpa's list. He's number two on mine, so we're, we're similar there. Uh, Drew Brees, number two for the Sherpa. Tom Brady, Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins rounding out that top five. Matt Ryan in Atlanta. Ben Roethlisberger, Case Keenum, Matt Stafford, and Cam Newton are the top ten for Sherpa, followed by Ryan Fitzpatrick, C.J. Beathard, Philip Rivers, Eli Manning, and Drew Stanton. Uh, interesting to see how San Francisco plays this. Obviously, they have Jimmy Garoppolo. They're talking about maybe just letting C.J. Beathard play the rest of the season. Uh, it's just anybody's guess how this will go. So keep an eye on that. Uh, certainly, I know Sherpa will be watching that game this week. I am too, just because I think that San Francisco might might make some moves here. <laughs> but my uh, my top ten starts this week. I've got Dak Prescott right at the top of it. Whether or not Ezekiel Elliott plays, I think Dak Prescott has to be a difference maker in this game. Uh, that offense is going to have to run through him, and we'll talk about that more in just a few minutes when we get to game picks. As I mentioned before, I have Russell Wilson two, Tom Brady three, Matt Ryan, Matt Stafford as my top five. So. A little bit different, but not too, too much. Big Ben, uh, Tyrod Taylor, Cam Newton, Josh McCown, and Jared Goff rounding out my top ten, followed by Kirk Cousins, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Drew Brees, and Keith Keenum. So similar names, different order, so that's not too, too bad for us, actually. (laughs) Um, I do notice Dak Prescott not even on Sherpa's uh, start list here. So let's take a a gander at his avoid list, and there he is, right on top. Dak Prescott, sure, but not uh, seeing that game nearly the same way I am, so I can't wait to see what he has for the score for that one. We'll get there in a few minutes. Another guy I was higher on, uh, Tyrod Taylor, number two on his avoid list, Jacoby Brissett, Andy Dalton, Marcus Mariota, 
Jay Cutler, Deshaun Kaiser, Mitchell Trubisky, Blake Bortles, and Tom Savage. Uh, you know, I don't have too, too much of a problem, obviously, other than Prescott and Taylor. For my list, Philip Rivers staying away from this week, Kirk Cousins. Uh, I, I just, I'm on the fence on him, really. I have him just outside my top ten, but uh, I know he's on a lot of a lot of avoid lists this week. I just, I think that he's got potential to do something in that game. So I left him off my avoid list this week. Marcus Mariota, unfortunately, it hurts my heart to do this. Definitely on my list, as well as Jacoby Brissett, Jay Cutler. Uh, Brett Hundley and Andy Dalton, the Ginger Ninja, Blake Bortles rounding out my list as well. So, ugh, times are tough. But I, I'm very interested to see when we get to the scores here in just a minute how he, uh, you know, Sherpa sees that Cowboys game going. Surprise, surprise, we generally disagree on those. As far as defenses this week, he's got Carolina at the top of his list uh, for top 10 to start followed by Tennessee, Cincinnati, Jacksonville, Detroit, Pittsburgh, the Los Angeles Rams, Seattle, Chicago, and the Jets. For me, again, we've got similar names, different order. I've got the Rams at my number one. Uh, Jacksonville, Detroit, Carolina. Uh, The Rams, Jacksonville, Detroit, kind of interchangeable for me almost, and Sherpa doesn't even have any of them in his top three, so we'll see how those turn out. Uh, so I've got Carolina and Seattle rounding out my top five, Minnesota, Chicago, Pittsburgh, New Orleans, and New England rounding out my top ten. So we definitely have some differences there. Again, it'll be interesting to see what we have for our score predictions. At the top of my avoid list, I've got the Broncos. Broncos, Cowboys, uh, the Texans, uh, let's see, the Dolphins, Redskins, Atlanta, the Chargers, oh, a tough week for defenses. Sherpa agrees with me, Denver, at the top of his list to avoid. Followed by Arizona, Buffalo, Dallas, Atlanta, Green Bay, the Chargers, Washington, Minnesota, and New Orleans. Um, so we, we see that one more eye to eye, I'd say. So now let's take a look at our predictions for this week. Like I said, uh, a healthier slate, which is nice. We've had too many weeks. Well, We've had two, which feels like a ton to me. We've had the last two weeks where we've had six teams on a bye. hate those weeks. So we're we're getting closer to a normal schedule here. We're only down two games this week. For our Thursday night game this week, Seattle at Arizona. Now, had this game featured a, a more healthy offense for Arizona and a more healthy defense for Seattle, uh, I think that it would probably be a lower-scoring game. I actually am a little more conservative in Sherpa this week. Uh, I have Seattle winning 24-17 over Arizona. I mean, for these two teams, this is a higher score than obviously we would have predicted if we were making this prediction, you know, coming into the season. But, oh, some banged-up teams, (laughs) unfortunately. I mean, it'll be a closer game to watch. I'm interested to see how Drew Stanton looks. Uh, with some more more time under his belt, and obviously uh, he got the better end of this deal with Seattle being banged up. But Sherpa has Seattle winning 34-20, and uh, so certainly a, a two-touchdown difference there. He's feeling pretty confident. I, I'd be shocked. Something crazy would have to happen for Seattle to not win this game. You know, Thursday night games get weird, though, as as I always uh, always preach here. 
moving on to our Sunday morning games, or 1 o'clock games, early games, however you'd like to put them as a product of the West Coast. I think they're in the morning. <laughs> Let's start with Tennessee, uh, or I'm sorry, Cincinnati visiting Tennessee, which I think will be a decent game to watch. I have Tennessee winning this 24-14. I have them taking it by 10 points. Uh, Sherpa's kind of on the same page here. He's got Tennessee winning 20-13. to It just... Cincinnati is just struggling. They're just kind of reeling right now. This offense had potential, even without Tyler Eifert and his back injury. You know, I, I feel like they never really quite reached their potential, which is a shame. And A.J. Green really getting into a fight club and getting himself ejected last week with Jalen Ramsey did not help matters. And, you know, that's that's the kind of thing that losing teams do, winning teams don't. And, unfortunately, Cincinnati's going to kind of continue – Continue this downward trend. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see some some off-season changes there. But anyway, let's keep rolling. I would say to happier teams, but we have Cleveland in our next game. They're going to Detroit, which is not the world's easiest matchup. Um, Detroit kind of riding high. They had that nice statement Monday night win over the Aaron Rodgers Packers. Cleveland? Getting Josh Gordon back this week. Get excited. Now, I don't think that's going to be quite enough. <laughs> uh, I think that Cleveland has a few more issues than just, you know, a, a star wide receiver who hasn't played in, in several, several months. Uh, but I have Detroit winning this 27-17. Sherpa's actually a little more sympathetic. He's got Detroit winning 20-17. So just a field goal. Cleveland will hang around in this game. Um, Detroit is certainly going to have to work for it. And I think this this is a game I'm definitely going to be watching because I want to see, I mean, the Josh Gordon spectacle, really. I want to see how they, how much they're going to work him into this offense. Obviously, with the bye week and having this week to prepare, he's going to be on the field, I would think, for a decent amount of snaps. So I, I want to see what he's able to do and what kind of targets he's getting. And, again... <laughs> I keep wanting to go to better games, and and then Green Bay Chicago comes down the pipeline. Um, Yeah, this is just a tough one to watch. This doesn't feel like it's going to be a real clinic for anything involving football, unfortunately, this week for both fans of the Packers and the Bears who deserve better than this. But I've got Green Bay winning this, and I'm probably in the minority here. But I have them winning 17-14. And Sherpa, shocker of all shocks, disagrees with me here. He's got the Bears winning 24-17. So he's got Chicago winning by a touchdown. I think in that game, the uh, the backfield of Chicago, Jordan Howard and Tree Cohen are probably going to be the difference maker here. I mean, it's just we didn't see anything really that you could get excited about out of Green Bay. I'm just hoping that, you know, Monday night kind of, kick their butt a little bit, and they're going to be wanting to make a statement here. Mitchell Trubisky is liable to throw some interceptions. Sure is Brett Hudley, <laughs> in all fairness. But I'm just hoping that Green Bay defense can ha- capitalize somehow, some way, and, and be the difference maker in that game. But that may be more wishful thinking. <laughs> so we'll keep rolling. The Los Angeles Chargers visiting Jacksonville. I think this could be an interesting game. That Jacksonville defense has really kept them going. It sort of makes me feel like the uh, oh, excuse me, the uh, the Ravens of the 2000s, where that defense really was their difference maker. That was their bread and butter. And even in the 
you know, the Peyton Manning Broncos days. <laughs> defense sort of carry them. That's what's happening here in Jacksonville, and it is a good defense. I think they are, again, going to be the difference maker. And uh, Jacksonville's going to squeak one out here 20-14. to 14. This is going to be a lower-scoring game, in my opinion. Sherpa has Jacksonville winning by 10. He's got them winning 27-17 over the Chargers. I mean, I, I, maybe I'm just giving the Chargers a little more respect. Maybe he's giving the the Jacksonville defense more respect. It's hard to say. But um, that's a game I'm certainly going to be watching, uh, obviously. Anybody who's listened to the show for any length of time, I, I'm sympathetic to the Jaguars for whatever reason. <laughs> I can't quite quit them. So I, I tend to watch those games anyway. But I think this will be a good competitive matchup. It's certainly something I want to watch over, you know, Cincinnati, Tennessee, or Green Bay, Chicago. Uh, we'll keep rolling to Minnesota, Washington, which to me on paper, this could be one of our higher scoring games. It's certainly one that I think whoever has the ball last is probably going to win. And Sharpa and I have the exact same prediction. We both have Minnesota winning 27-24. And I, I've got a lot of games decided by field goals here this week. Uh, hopefully it's going to be a little little better this week for field goal kickers than it was last week. We saw a whole lot of missed field goals. I would love to see that not happen this week. Um, but this this Minnesota-Washington game is going to be a little bit of a shootout. This is not so much going to be a defensive stand here. This is going to be offense against offense, and I'm excited about it. Uh, obviously, as a Cowboys fan, it would be in my best interest for, this, for the Redskins not to win, but they really pulled one out against Seattle last week. Uh, You have to respect that kind of effort because they did look good, and Kirk Cousins really solidifying himself as as kind of a a leader there for that team. And it brings up a lot of discussions about, you know, are the Redskins going to keep him around? Are they going to finally pay him and stop doing this dance? But if I'm a Redskins fan, that was very promising. I think they're going to be in this game. I could certainly see ways where they win this game. But I think Minnesota just has a little bit more firepower. Their wide receivers are a little more consistent, even though Washington probably has the better backfield right now. I'm taking Minnesota by a field goal, and Sherpa does actually agree with that. We're going to roll on to New Orleans-Buffalo. We see this game very differently. <laughs> I And this, again, is something you've heard week after week with us. I, I think Buffalo is bringing a lot more to the table than a lot of people do. Uh, you know, I, I respect that not everyone's on board with that, but I think this week they keep New Orleans honest. I think that New Orleans is going to squeak one out 24-20 over Buffalo going into Buffalo. That defense at home is usually a, a force to be reckoned with. Sherpa does not agree with me here. <laughs> He's got a, a much higher scoring game. He's got New Orleans winning this 34-24 over the Bills. That's 34-24. So we're looking at, or, I'm sorry, 35-24. So you're looking at an 11-point swing and a very high-scoring game. Um, I just I just think Buffalo's defense is going to be able to slow him down more. So certainly one I'm sure we'll revisit next week. We'll keep rolling on to the Ryan Fitzpatrick revenge game. Another good one. <laughs> I've got the Jets winning this 21-17 We've seen some good things out of the Jets. Like we were talking, I was talking earlier when we were talking about picking up Josh McCown off the waiver wire. I mean, at least fantasy-wise, they're certainly putting points up. They're they're staying relevant. They're staying factors in this. And I mean, even Ryan Fitzpatrick coming to town. Well, I'm sorry, not coming to town, but you know, coming to Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick, the Jets are coming to Tampa Bay. I just if he had Mike Evans, that would make a difference here. <laughs> Unfortunately. 
it's just with being without your quarter your starting quarterback without your number one wide receiver already having some some injuries on that defense as well it's just a little too much for Tampa Bay to overcome would I love to see Ryan Fitzpatrick come out <coughs> excuse me and really like make a statement here and win this game, steal one from the Jets. I would love to see that. I think there there's a possibility it'll happen, but just not a big enough one that I can say for sure Tampa Bay will win this game. So we both have the Jets winning this in close close scores. Uh, I've got 21-17. The Sherpa has the Jets winning 24-20. So I mean, we're right along the same line of thinking here. One game that probably is not going to be close, our next game, Pittsburgh going to Indianapolis. This is, Indianapolis team obviously has been waiting for Andrew Luck, which is just not going to happen this season. It's been a real roller coaster. We've seen some real good weeks. We've seen some real stinkers of weeks. Uh, this week, the Steelers coming off a bye. It's just n- not a recipe for success. It's probably the best, the nicest way we can say this. <laughs> um, Big Ben firing on all cylinders. I mean, if the worst thing going right now is uh, Martavis Bryant goes on social media and says stuff he shouldn't. Uh, quite frankly, they're in a much better place than a lot of teams are health-wise. Uh, and I think Martavis Bryant in that bye week has kind of won his way back into the good graces of the coaching staff. I'm not saying he's all the way forgiven and that we're going to all just pretend this never happened, but he's certainly not going to be benched. He's not been playing on the scout team. He's going to be a factor in this game, as is the majority of that Pittsburgh offense. Uh, I have Pittsburgh winning by 8-28-20. Sherpa has the Steelers winning 31-17, so a little bit more of a difference there. I think the message is the same. The Steelers' offense is just going to be too much for Indianapolis to overcome, and the defensive matchup for your your Indy wide receivers is real tough. So even though you you think, hey, they're going to be playing from behind a lot, they're going to have to throw the ball, it's just, I just, fantasy value-wise, you've got, better options than anybody on Indianapolis this week. It's just a tough one matchup-wise. So let's keep rolling. We are going to be moving into the 4 o'clock games and Houston and Houston going to L.A. to see the Rams this week is going to lead us off. I have the Rams winning 31-17. Obviously, um, you know, this week we a different look Houston offense for sure. Uh, so being without Deshaun Watson, um, not not sure who's going to start at tight end, not really sure what's going to happen there. Going against a, a not bad Rams defense, not as good as we thought it would be. Uh, I have this being a little bit more of a blowout than Sherpa does. He has the Rams winning 34-24, so he's got him by 10 points. I mean, I think until we see this Houston offense, <laughs> really I don't think we're going to get a ton of answers this week. It's kind of hard to say. They're still playing uh, the merry-go-round at backup quarterback. Matt McGloin was signed and already released. Josh Johnson's been brought in. So it's it's just tough to say. Tom Savage is going to start this game, and we're going to take it from there. Uh, moving on to the next game, we've got Atlanta and Dallas. So Dallas traveling to Atlanta this week in what could be a tough one. Not sure if Ezekiel Elliott's going to be on the field or not. Shocker of all shocks, Sherpa and I see this one a little bit differently, as we, we thought might happen from the picks. Uh, he's actually got this being a little bit higher scoring of a game than I do. He has Atlanta winning 31-28 over the Cowboys. I have Dallas winning 27-23. I think it's going to be a little bit more of a barn burner. Um, neither defense really is going to be a good start this week. They've 
they've had weeks where they've played better and weeks when they just give up all the points. <laughs> so I think this is going to be more of an offensive battle this week. I'm probably more in the minority in thinking the Cowboys will pull off a win here, but I think that they're kind of in that us-against-the-world mentality. They've got everyone coming at them about, you know, is Jerry Jones going to sue people? Is he trying to do this or that? Is Ezekiel Elliott getting suspended? What's going on? And, you know, it's just a lot of moving parts. And so hopefully they can tune that out, scrap a, a win out here, but we shall see. Last week, Sherpa predicted San Francisco getting their first win of the season. Unfortunately, that did not quite happen. So he is going for it this week. He is predicting for the second week in the row, first win of the season for the San Francisco 49ers, and he's doing it against his Giants. He's picking the 49ers 24-20 over the Giants. I actually have him winning 24-21, so we are exactly on the same page there. Sorry. I'm sorry, Sherpa. Your Giants are just in a real bad place right now. Uh, there are some good things about the Giants this week, and that's mostly Evan Ingram. Um other than that, I can't think of a lot of uh, rays of sunshine there for you guys. <laughs> but, uh, you know, if nothing nothing else, this 49ers got to win. We don't have winless teams. That would be good. And we'll see what happens as far as C.J. Beathard, Jimmy Garoppolo, what will happen there. Um, but at least this will be a more watchable game than the Giants game last week will. So take heart in that, Giants fans. That's something. Let's roll on to the Sunday night game. You know, a couple of years ago, this was a real marquee matchup. This season, maybe not quite as much. New England going to visit Denver, and I just I would love for this to be a competitive game. Uh, Sherpa thinks that Denver's going to pull us out 34-31. What a what a prediction there! Holy moly! Um, I don't even know what to say to that. I have New England winning this 28-14. I've got them doubling up Denver. Even being at home with a defense that good, I think Tom Brady still finds a way to win handily. Take the points, cover the spread, whatever you need to do. I think New England can do it. Sherpa, on the other hand, picking Denver in an upset in the Mile High City by a field goal. I like it. I would love to see that happen. I just just don't know how I can justify it. But you know what? Good for you, Sherpa. I almost forgive you for picking the Cowboys to lose. (laughs) And then our Monday night game this week. Miami going to Carolina. Uh, again, this this feels like kind of a stinker of a primetime game. Uh, Sherpa's got Carolina winning 20 to 10. I have Carolina winning 27-21. So I've got you know I've got Miami scoring a little bit more points. Unfortunately, uh, you know I I could certainly see it going Sherpa's score way as well. I'm just giving Miami the benefit of the doubt. We did see some good stuff out of them last week, or at least Jay Culler, if nothing else. So. You know, for what it's worth, there are picks. We agree on a decent amount of them. Not so much how the games themselves will play out, but, you know, more than a lot of weeks. And that could just be because Sherpa's on a bye. You never know if he's just spiting me by changing picks mid-show. <laughs> I know he's not. I know he's not, Sherpa. I know. <laughs> so let's roll on. We are just winding down here. Let's roll on to daily fantasy picks. Some real good values this week. If you're feeling risky, this is the week for you. Uh, if you're somebody who likes to stack, the Buccaneers, I love it. A well a well priced stack, good bang for your buck there. The Steelers certainly going to cost you some more. Cincinnati and Detroit are my four picks for stacks this week. At quarterback, can't tell you enough. Ryan Fitzpatrick and Josh McCown, both great values. Absolutely going to perform for you. 
Josh McCown obviously is going to cost you a little bit more, but he's going to be a little more reliable. But that game itself, that Tampa Bay and New York Jets game, so much daily fantasy value to be had there. Eli Manning and Jared Goff running out kind of your more value picks at quarterback. For running back this week, Tevin Coleman, I think, is real interesting. <coughs> Excuse me, Devontae Freeman still banged up. We've seen Tevin Coleman, um, his carries increase, and certainly in that matchup, there's going to be a lot of opportunity for points and uh, for offense in that Atlanta and Dallas game. I think Tevin Coleman, even at worst, could be a flex start for you. Um, so I, I think he could be real interesting, and the price is so right there. Matt Forte, if he plays, he has not been practicing uh, with that ankle injury, so uh, ankle and that turf toe. So keep an eye on that. If he plays, definitely plug him into your lineup. I'm fine with starting him in your season-long or your daily fantasy lineup. Orleans Darkwa, again, a more competitive game for the Giants this week. The price is right there. Alvin Kamara and Joe Mixon. Now, I didn't want to start Joe Mixon in my season-long fantasy league, but on my daily fantasy league, I will absolutely do it because that value is there. And, you know, you got to have some differences from everybody else out there. That's how you that's how you get them in those, especially those bigger contests. Uh, as far as wide receiver, a whole lot of value there. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster and Martavis Bryant. Bryant's price took a little bit of a hit since he was obviously demoted and not starting. Might as well take his advantage of the value now that Indianapolis defense is going to give up so many fantasy points to wide receivers. It's just a matter of picking the right one. Um, obviously, we know Antonio Brown will get points, but he's going to cost you an arm and a leg. So these two are both going to be better values for you. Adam Humphreys in Tampa Bay, if you want to take a risk, this is the one to do. He costs you nothing, and the value is going to be great. Uh, so certainly, certainly walk, don't walk, run to that one. Golden Tate, Mohamed Sanu, Robbie Anderson, also another one I love. Uh, the, like I said, that Tampa Bay and that Jets game, can't tell you enough, daily fantasy value there. Marvin Jones, Robert Woods kind of rounding out those value picks there. Uh, you'll notice a lot of guys that we also said pick up off the waiver wire, good values in your daily fantasy league. At tight end, surprise, surprise, going back to that Tampa Bay game, Cameron Brait, the Jets are awful versus tight ends. <laughs> I can't stress that enough. Uh, the Jets and the Giants love to give up fantasy points to tight ends. Exploit that. Austin Hooper also going to be a decent value. Garrick Selleck, like I talked about, the Jets and the Giants give up fantasy points to tight ends. The Giants give up a touchdown every week to a tight end. Garrett Selleck is going to be the guy uh, in San Francisco this week. Due to injury, it looks like he's going to get the start. He literally could not cost you any less money. <laughs> so if you need to save a buck, there is your spot to do it. And then for your defenses this week, the Steelers, you're going to have to pay a little bit for them, but it's going to be worth it. The Rams, the Bears, and the Jets. Uh, so definitely uh, there are some, some good ways to go out there and mix and match so you can stack or get those bigger bigger named higher price players and still dominate. So we have come to the end of our show here this week. We've given you all the tools you need to dominate both your daily fantasy and your season-long fantasy teams. But if for some reason there's something that we didn't cover or a question you have about your team specifically or you just want to say hi, Hit us up all over social media all week long, 24-7. We're around. You can find us at FantasyFootballSherpa.com. That's kind of our hub. On Facebook, we're at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. On Twitter, at the number 4, THN Inches Show, JKIM16, and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. 
And then we'll be back next Wednesday night. Sherpa's back from his bye weeks. Both of us will be here so we can argue in person. <laughs> Get excited for that. And, uh, of course, we'll hopefully, fingers crossed, won't have any more fight clubs and suspensions to bring you. But uh, as things happen, we will let you know. And uh, we'll be back next week. So thank you so much for listening. Good luck this week, unless, of course, you're playing us.